0: Hi, folks. Before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know.
1: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast...
2: I'm happy to say the Yum Yum guys have decided to allow the Weyburn KFC
3: to stay a KFC buffet. In a very special way to make the coleslaw, too. It was just weird.
4: It's finger looking
5: good. Darren Dreger, our (laughs) TSN hockey insider, your take on Russia and what you liked, what you didn't like.
4: What I got from Moscow, as opposed to St. Petersburg, was a real Russian feel. Pay him. Pay that man his money. These women on horseback would appear. Come
6: here, cutie. You
4: could supply some rubles to help feed the animals. (laughs) Or you could supply several thousand rubles and participate in some extracurricular activities. Come here, daddy! Wait (laughs) to get a
2: horse involved. Yeah, what is the horse involved? (laughs) I know. Oh, come on! Did you masturbate in the airplane? Uh, Yeah, it lasted the entire flight.
4: (laughs) These are my daddy's burgers. Who wants one of my daddy's burgers? I'm Wendy. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very
2: big bun. We filled our mouth holes with that. Yeah, I stuffed it in your mouth. You (laughs) stuffed it in mine.
4: Where's the beef? You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast.
2: DJ
5: Laundry (laughs) Man. DJ Towel Boy. (laughs) (laughs) DJ Scoop and (laughs)
4: Spice.
5: Dang. That's ah, the Chandan Podcast, episode 113. One, Glad you're with us. It's going oh, to be a wild good. ride. I'm going on no sleep, so I'm punchy.
2: So you had the Jimmy Legs last night. Yeah. Uh, too many scoops and snaps keeping you up all oh, night long. What?
5: This thing just opened up down here. Hope no one's living in there. That's uh, uh,
2: George, George Costanza takes his naps <laughs> underneath. <laughs>
5: Uh, there's an active ingredient in those uh, sleep medications that uh, sometimes give you the Jimmy legs. I had them last night, and I was just started punching my legs. I'm like, stop it, stop it.
2: Well, I th- see things are going well <laughs> down here in LA for you. <laughs> ben is on the drops today. Ben Teller, everybody struggling to find every yes. Top.
5: And, and then I woke up to road work. Uh, the, it's been going on for a week. They just dig a hole and then fill it in. And then they come back the next day, dig a hole, fill it in.
2: Yeah, well, you know, they got to see what's under there. <laughs> Anything there? Nope. Fill that shit <laughs> back in then. We got another hole to dig tomorrow. Oh, I, I did.
5: Uh, they were closing off the street, so there was no parking in front of the building. And uh, our good our good friend. um who uh, cleans both our homes.
2: Yeah, yeah, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. She... <laughs> our good friend who cleans both our homes, our maid.
5: <laughs> so Daisy came by. She, she sent me a text. She says, I'm here, but I don't think I can park here. and took a picture of a uh, no-parking sign that was constructed. So I immediately went down and took three of them down and said, you're good now. <laughs> <laughs> what if Daisy's car had been towed? I kept a close eye on it.
2: Okay, that. that's fair. You know, Daisy's so,
5: the best. Yeah, and then and then I, I woke up today and, uh, on the way to work, and I'm like, I might be hallucinating, but I believe that's Jesus and a goat in front of
2: Starbucks, and it was. Yeah, you gotta check Dan's Instagram, uh, Jesus and a goat again. That would be a great name for an indie.
3: That rock was thing. a great yeah. Instagram. And,
5: yeah. and I was I was uh, feeling punchy. I was kind of mad, but. Jesus and his goat brought a smile to my face cuz he came into the Starbucks started just doing circles and saying anybody got weed and singing a weed song. That's what he said
2: anybody got weed.
5: Yeah. And then going up to people I love
2: you. <laughs> I love you. With an actual goat. Goat taking the, <laughs> the goat stayed outside. The goat left his goat oh he that's He was very constantly courteous.
5: dropping little goat pellets. Poor, poor security guy had to clean them up.
2: Yeah, see that's not cool. If you got to, if you're going to take your goat for a walk, you got to clean that <laughs>
5: A very well-behaved goat.
2: <laughs> as opposed to a goat that would just kick you.
5: And it was an older goat because his horns were thick.
2: Is that how you know the goat's age?
5: It's like a tree, right?
2: It gets rings around the no horns? I I, there, I hope that there's a veterinarian listening to this right now, <laughs> ready to call in and discredit you.
5: But I, as I waited for my, uh, my Starbucks drink and I watched Jesus and his goat, I'm like, maybe this guy's got it all figured out.
2: Maybe that's what you need. Start dressing like Jesus. Get yourself a goat, and you'll never have Jimmy Legs again. He
5: had a coat of many colors, bare feet.
2: Just like Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Dad hates hipsters. That's the thing. There's there's so many homeless people kind of in the part of L.A. that we live in on the west side because it's warm, and you can sleep outside all year. Uh, but, man, you run into some – because sometimes you'll see homeless people, and they'll just have a suitcase – but it looks pretty together, and you realize they just became homeless. And then you see Jesus with the goat, and you realize I don't think he was a veteran. A,
5: I don't think he was a hipster. He was, yeah, he was like uh, the, the leader.
2: The leader of the homeless people? Or and the... as the leader, you get a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and so you command the goats and the other homeless people. Yeah. Congratulations, Jesus. Hey, on the Canadian Wall of Fame today, this is a suggestion uh, from Choby Liang. Choby Liang. Uh, director David Cronenberg, who's directed so many cool, so many cool flicks. Uh, the Dead Zone. Ghostbusters. No, didn't do that one. That was Ivan <laughs> Reitman. Back we to the have, future. We should have Ivan Reitman on here. He's Canadian. I, I can't name a single
5: Cronenberg film.
2: The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. You saw that. Yep. He's uh, now starring in you know, Apartments.com commercials. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. And he's not, he's playing another character in the commercials. He's not playing Jeff Goldblum. That's weird, isn't Hey, it? the checks are coming in, so he doesn't give Time and then there was that movie. Uh, was it Crash? Uh, not the Crash that won yeah, the Oscar, crash. but the Crash where, like, James Spader was having sex with like a cut in a woman's leg. Yeah, like there was sex and car crashes. That was the tagline of that flick. It was a weird one. Anyway, Cronenberg. He's a weird guy. What kind of sex do you think he's into?
5: Welcome to the Canadian Wall of Fame, <laughs> Cronenberg. My directions have returned. <laughs> you nailed
4: it. Uh, it's going to be a, a great
5: podcast. On this show, we we were able to land the person who came in second in Dancing with the Stars, the yeah. UFC star, yes. Paige Van Zandt.
2: Yeah, and... I have to say, she is super nice and stunning in person. I uh, sent my mom a picture of us uh, with her, and she said, I was cheering for her. She lost. Way to go, Mom.
5: (laughs) But now she's in negotiations. She's going to talk about that when her next UFC fight, because now she's got star power, so she wants some more. Uh, the Narrows.
2: Yeah, because Ronda Rousey just had, uh, I guess they said it was minor knee surgery. but like it a seemed, scope. Yeah, like a knee scope. And then she's still finishing the Roadhouse movie. So it seems like they're pushing back her return to the UFC. And the more they push it back, the more you wonder if she'll just be like, you know what, F- it, I'll just be a movie star. And Paige will take over as the new face of the UFC.
5: And then Dana picks up the phone and says, uh, George St.
2: Pierre, we need you back. I feel like it's got to happen. Who who are we talking to? Oh, TJ Dillashaw had just spent time with him in Montreal, right? And he says he could fight right now. Yeah, he, he said he thought it was going to possibly happen at 200. Obviously, it didn't. Or do they still have those two slots open for UFC 200?
1: Like... Have the, they have the Cormier... Not Cormier. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cormier-Jones. Cormier
2: that's kind of the big headline fight. But I think there might be, like... Maybe they're just doing that to f- with us. Two extra slots.
5: I okay. do know UFC 199 will be there this weekend. At this the weekend. Fabulous Forum. That's going to be awesome. I've never been to the Forum. I'm excited. I heard it was renovated. Yeah. Jim, yeah. your thoughts.
3: Love the Forum. Mm-hmm. Have you Great been there place. since the rental? Uh, no, no, place? no, I haven't. Because it's misses.
5: now, it's like permanent floor seating and all that stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah. they supposedly uh, made it very nice in there. Supposedly. Was it a hole before? It was kind of hammered. Before, but what a just the vibe in that place was incredible.
2: Think of all the the Showtime Lakers titles there, the Kings played there, and then all the concerts there—like just an amazing number of concerts. Yeah, you did Guns play there? Yeah, they yeah. they
3: played there like uh, four nights uh, with Skid Row, and it was just out of control. It was yeah. crazy there. Yeah. yeah, a lot of crazy. Shit happened. Yeah, a lot of crazy. <laughs> And, well, <laughs> I went to some show there with uh, a buddy of mine, and we we're in the Forum Club. Is like the place to go and hang. It's like this club there, and uh, we're in there, and he, and he brought his some girl he was dating, and all of a sudden she just flipped out, jumped up on top of the table, and took her top off, took her clothes off. Beautiful, just Good like for her. Beautiful, it was, beautiful. Through, it was
2: like more with uh, David. Letterman. It was exactly that?
5: like that. Did she have a goat with her?
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call my friend a goat, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, played, well played. Well played.
5: Uh, we also are going to explain something that we, we play drops on these shows, and we have new listeners, mm-hmm. hopefully, from mm-hmm. podcast to podcast, and they might say, mm-hmm. "What what is that drop? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into the phenomenon that is Big City Ken and explain that.
2: I love that idea. Do you want to do that right now? Yeah, let's do that right now. Let's do it.
5: So we refer to um, Spanky's, uh, a bar that uh, my friends own in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. And uh, Spanky's, it's a great place to go have beverages. And a gentleman one night, uh, he uh, he was asked to leave. And then he, uh, the next day, when when they showed up and checked the uh, the answer machine, he had left about twenty messages, and he continued to get drunker and drunker as the messages went along.
2: Do we have said messages? So let's uh, yeah.
5: let's hear how Big City Ken came about by way of voice
4: messages. Trust me, eleven forty two at night. You guys, me, you wanted to burn me for six twenty five for. A- Beer is 75 cent tip. You're shut down in the morning. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, spankies, You're gone. <laughs> End the <of laughs> store, you. <laughs> Don't worry, you want to steal my <laughs> pack of smokes on the table as well? All good, man. Trust me, man. I shut you down <laughs> in the morning. You're all out of the job. See ya. Thanks for coming out, you. <laughs> damn disrespectful. <laughs> fuckers. In Peterborough, I ain't from this city, and I'll tell you, you're going to. And learn a
2: lesson life real quick now. How would that? Uh, who would he call to shut it down? And <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, was he a a very important person who could have called, like, say, the mayor of Peterborough and had their business license taken <laughs> away? Is for, that what he was referring to
5: for charging six seventy five for a beer, six
2: twenty five with a seventy five oh, yeah. tip? Sorry, that was very upset and stealing his smokes. Do we have any more? Ben? <laughs> yeah, we have, I some, believe we have oh, some.
1: This is so Brilliant. fun. Oh.
4: You f*** the wrong cat tonight. Trust me, man. You f***ers are done, man. How board, whoever, whatever, you're done overnight. Your are employees, you f***sucking sucker My name's Ken. They know who I am. You f***ing shoot me. You f- suckers are me. You're done. F***ing came from the big city. F*** Peterborough, you f***ing turkeys. You're done. Thank your employees, you f- Sucking immigrants. Whoa! <laughs> I heard immigrants I mean, one. Uh,
2: that immigrants <laughs> one. Maybe that. Maybe we played that before. You fucking turkey. Is that an insult <laughs> in Canada to call somebody a turkey? Yeah. yeah. I, I. I. mean, it's it's a very old school. Uh but after all the c- sucking,
4: <laughs> to go to Turkey to go so clean at the end. Very very that,
2: unique. I have one more. Oh,
1: one? Yes. oh There's okay.
4: Trust me, I'm shutting your establishment down ASAP. f I <laughs> I warned your employees they want to f*** with me, man. Don't ever f***ing take my power, dude. I came from the big city. I don't know who owns that f***ing and I don't really care. Your f***ing employees have disrespect for everybody in life? F- I'll shoe you all, man. Trust me. You're shut down overnight. F- I am Ken. Goodbye. Canada. F- I love it. <laughs> Canada. F- I love it.
5: We didn't have the Health Canada one because he said he was going to call Health Canada. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's what, that's what he was going to do. That's uh, how
5: hello, Health Canada. Canada. This is Ken calling. Hi,
2: everyone. I'm Ken. <laughs>
5: He's uh, he uh, he slowing I, down towards yeah, the Yeah, I believe he passed out after that last phone
2: <laughs> call. There's a YouTube video that somebody animated yeah. six or seven of the voicemails. Oh, really? oh, they're hysterical. Oh, my I it's great. can't believe that. I can't believe that. That's amazing. So, that whenever you hear that. Big City Ken, my and I'm from the Ken. Big City, they know there you who go. I
5: am. By the way, speaking of Peterborough, we need to make a correction from last week's podcast.
2: Oh, are you talking about the Tragically Hip thing? Yeah, because yep. I
5: got a text from my brother. He's, Wait, and
2: by the way, not just from your brother, but a ton of people sent us this correction.
5: Yeah, my brother said uh, the hip played nautical disaster, not courage on SNL. I was at the pig's ear that night as well. Matt was working the bar. I was actually the one who unplugged the jukebox. That's a fact. Despite <laughs> despite what 1,000 people who claim they were in the 100-seat piggy claim. <laughs> So Vince set the record straight.
2: Just like the million people in Toronto who claim they were in the Reflex video, the Duran Duran Reflex video, which was oh, shot at Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah, yeah. everyone says, oh, yeah, I was in that. It's like literally a million people. <laughs> this building held 14,000 people. Um, okay, and then th- we've got a new segment, Toolsy. I'm very excited about this. This is all uh, from the brain of Ben Teller. Uh, it's herd turds. Imagine looking into that brain. Oh, it's big. Right, big, big, bra- big brain. Big bra- check out the big brain on Ben and the balls, <laughs> and the big balls, big balls, big brain. And what- <laughs> Remember
1: when Bisping said uh, you have bigger balls than Luke Rockhold?
2: Yep, that was good. He was
5: asked about that at the news conference
2: today. We're about gonna- your balls? <laughs> no, about <laughs> his balls comment. Just uh, saw you on Fox Sports Live <laughs> last night, Michael Bisping. Quick question: Confirming dance balls, large, <laughs> meaty. To, to gauge the
5: size of my balls, he looked at my hands. You can't
2: judge that. May, but he must have a way. He must know. <laughs> He's a ball soothsayer. Jim <laughs> Jim's got big hands, and that means Jim's got. I got big balls. Testes. Yeah. <laughs> Huge testes.
5: Yeah. Uh, so what have you come up with, Ben?
1: Okay, so listening this morning. To uh,
5: Colin Coward show. I can cover a yeah.
1: Coke can with my balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just like a like a cozy. Yeah, like a Coke can cozy.
3: This this band I did Dad's porno mag. That's that was their tour laminate. The drummer's ball sack covering draped over a can of Coke. That's nice. You could just see the corner of the can. That's <laughs> nice.
2: That's a nice. That's a nice like a uh, trick you could play on somebody. Just have several cans of Coke, but then have your ball sack draped over one.
3: Is can. that the most unique? Tour past yourself. Uh, this was the yourself. best one I've ever seen. It was brilliant. Yeah, and everybody would go, "What? The, <laughs> what the? F-? Looking at it, and then they'd realize did, that's did, someone's bulls. Have <laughs> you, you know? kept? Have you kept all those? I, I got them someplace. You need yeah. to bring those in one oh, yeah. day. We yeah. just need
5: to sift through those. That, that would yeah. be very cool. And get a story
3: from that. each one. Yeah, I can bring in some. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool. Maybe, okay.
2: Maybe bring in like like three or four of your faves, like your all-time favorites. I got some good ones. Okay. okay. All right. All okay. Right. So and? I'll do that. Okay. All right. so, so just uh, for the Canadian listeners again, Colin Coward, huge uh, American radio star, now works at FS1, and uh, his show is simulcast on FS1. He's hilarious.
1: Yeah, so he was talking about LeBron. He was on the podcast. He was on the yeah, podcast, yeah. Right. He was comparing LeBron and stuff, and he started making some things like you can't Like, LeBron's the only one. So you couldn't compare. Apple's not competing with anybody. So we started listing a bunch of companies. And he said this, and I thought, hmm.
6: Starbucks doesn't have a rival. Dunkin' Donuts? Really? Tim Hortons? Starbucks has 23,000 locations. At this point, they're competing annually on a year-to-year basis against their own earnings.
1: So I was thinking, Tim Hortons? competitor with starbucks or no i've never heard of tim hortons in canada yes but kind of a
2: different completely different different market what tim hortons and dunkin donuts is are in the same wheelhouse like the coffee's less expensive period yeah (laughs) like it's just cheaper coffee starbucks is just more expensive so if you want to treat yourself maybe you're going to starbucks so they're
1: the higher end yeah in canada Do people love Tim Hortons more than Starbucks?
2: Yes, I think generally, yeah, that would be. But again, I think if you're a Starbucks person, you're probably not a Tim Hortons person.
1: Where where I
5: last lived in Canada, uh, just based on this alone, this Tim Hortons, Oshawa. Tim Hortons lineup for the drive-through, twenty cars at all times. Yeah, Starbucks, one or two.
2: Yeah, that's like In and Out out here. Yeah,
5: exactly. Always a huge line. Yeah, but who's In and Outs rival? Are, is In and Out the high end? No,
2: no, 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 definitely they're, not.
5: They're great price points.
2: They they're actually very reasonable. I mean, I'd say like this Shake Shack has come to L A. now. Like they're probably right. In and Outs competitor. And like Five Guys in the Midwest. Yeah, Five Guys. Five Guys has right.
5: arrived in Canada.
2: Yeah, and what's Fat Burgers? Fat Burger? Not so much no.
5: anymore. No,
1: Garbage. No yeah. yeah, no, never had it. It's over.
2: Oh. Huh. And Carl's Jr., only producer
1: Tim eats that. Ah, oh, it's good, though. Producer Tim said he loves Tim Hortons, and it's, like, so popular in Canada that no one even cares about Starbucks there compared to Hortons. I
2: don't know about no. that. No, no I... people love Starbucks like, in Canada. Like, I... lots of people like Starbucks.
5: Again, anything that producer Tim says, you should just say, uh.
2: yeah, Yeah, uh, uh. producer Tim's full of beans. W-
3: when I first <laughs> moved to L.A., Tim I had a friend tell me, you got to go to Fat Burger. This is, you know, way back... Got to go to Fat Burger. That's the place to go. So we go to Fat Burger up on Sunset, and he's like, "Man, isn't this the greatest burger?" We're sitting there eating a burger, and the guy's got these fancy cowboy boots on. Friggin' rat runs right up his cowboy oh, boots, no. right up his leg. The no, guy's like holy, shit. we're sitting at the table, flings the rat off his leg. Oh. I'm like, I'm I ain't God. finishing my burger, dude. I'm I, uh, out of here. Oh. That's
2: like
1: tried to go for his nuts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was. Yeah. Rat going from a nuts.
5: I, I rewatched uh, the remake of Vacation and they ask a, a gentleman for directions and he's got a rat on his shoulder. They're oh, like, yeah. Oh, I like your rat. He's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> he's was that, wasn't shoulder. that Charlie Day? What no, Charlie Day was the um Oh the, the white water rafting, rafting instructor.
2: Who is the guy he asked for directions? I, d- I don't song. know that
5: guy. He was just uh, a Randall.
2: Now we have another uh segment uh involving another well, former FS1 employee uh, Mike Francesa, who was a big supporter of us uh, when we first came down here, and continues to to mentor us uh, each and every day. And uh, Mike had some things to say about the. You probably heard about the gorilla incident. The kid so who got got into the into the gorilla pen at the zoo and had to be put down. Uh, this is Mike. Oh, Dan has some things to say about it before we get to Mike. Oh, wait, why don't we get, get to yeah, Mike? Yeah. Okay.
6: Could okay. <laughs> you imagine if that was your child in there? You're going to have people who are going to say, wait a second, I'm worried about the gorilla. <laughs> when your kid's in there, basically, maybe seconds from having his head crushed. We live in a world now where you are going to be more concerned with the gorilla than you are the little boy. How? Where, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> They're thinking about him. He fell into a, an area where he's in there with a gorilla who is dragging him around the habitat. And you're telling me you're worried about the gorilla's welfare? What is wrong with you? Oh, Mike.
5: That kid would have had a, a great, uh, what did you do this uh, this past week <laughs> yeah. at what school? What did you do this summer vacation? <laughs> 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 but the kid's fine. Yeah. But again, anytime, uh, everyone's had this discussion about the gorilla incident. They put the gorilla down. They, they couldn't tranquilize it because it could take 20 minutes for yeah. it to get tranquilized does the kid get in there? I don't know. But
2: you still have to kill the gorilla. Like I
5: know, get- <laughs> but you're not allowed to question the parents. Sorry, my kid will never climb into a gorilla I, I, a gorilla habitat,
2: ever. But, but what if you happen to turn for one second and little Rubio Tools is just like, woo, just jumps in and you're like, F- Well, she would take down that gorilla. <laughs> yeah, she might. She might.
5: Yeah. And then Jane Goodall came out and she said the, the gorilla was trying to comfort the child. Yeah, and that's the thing. The gorilla probably was trying to
2: do that, but, I mean, we don't know.
5: Then he wanted to just play around for a bit. Yeah, slap the kid a bit. Uh, my my brother, Sean, sent me a, uh, a text this morning regarding that, and it was just uh, a picture, <laughs> and it was uh, a picture of Bill Cosby and it says, oh, I no. could have tranquilized that
2: gorilla. <laughs> oh. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. If God.
3: they're going to shoot the gorilla, why not tranquilize the parent? You
2: know? <laughs> hey, so, yeah. uh, now, are we going to get to Paige? Or what are we doing? Yeah, let's We'll put Paige in right Yeah. Here. Hey, let's welcome our guest to the here podcast. Here she comes, Paige Van Zandt.
7: You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast.
2: So here we are. Uh, Paige Van Zandt joins us here on the Jay and Dan podcast. Paige, thanks for joining us. <laughs>
7: Thank you for having me.
2: You're the easily the best dressed person in the history of the Jay and Dan podcast. Like I can't That's even. Good think 100% That's good to know. One hundred percent. No question about it. Do you enjoy getting dressed up and doing?
0: I do. And, I mean, especially
7: yeah. being in the fight world, I don't get to do it very often. So I take every opportunity I can. Mm-hmm. And being on Dancing with the Stars, it was like a great. Little new world for me, where I got to be dressed up and cute every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot
5: of like uh, bedazzled uh, outfits and such.
7: Yes, I think one Sparkles. of my cost yeah one of my costumes had like fifteen thousand jewels on it, wow. which is absolutely insane to me because I think prior to that I had never worn a jewel. Right, <laughs> right. It was very fun.
2: So take us through that whole experience. First of all, when they first approached you, your reaction was.
7: First first reaction was, heck yeah. I was oh, so, right so excited, it. right into it. Yeah, because it's something where I, I did have a dance background. I danced all the way up until middle school, so it was getting me back to my roots. It's something I haven't done in s- such a long time, but I was still passionate about. I was very excited when I got the phone call, and they offered it to my management team. Went down, had a meeting with them, and then a few months later, I found out I was on the show, and they flew me straight to L.A. Amazing. And your
5: dancing uh, experience before you got the call.
7: Before I got the call, I danced all the way up until middle school. My parents owned a dance studio that they sold when I was two oh, years awesome. old. Oh, wow. So, yeah, my mom's been a dance teacher her entire life, but I kind of went a different direction when I got into high school. I I didn't want to, you know, do the same thing as my mom. I was trying to, like, make my own path, and then I went into college by the time I was 16 and kind of focused on that, and that's when I found MMA.
2: Amazing. And um who did you get along with in terms of the other celebrities on the show? Who did you like? And you can feel free to tell us who you did like. <laughs> it's all of between course. us, Paige. No yeah, one, no one else is listening. No one else will know.
7: Um, my favorite people, gosh, I mean, the ones that, it was really fortunate. There was a few of us that never traveled. So it was like me, Wanye um, was someone I feel like I got really close to. He was amazing. And then being around like Doug Flutie. Who is a legend, and he? I feel like we had so much in common because we were both kind of out of our element, and we could relate in that area. Right. And we definitely had a few things we were uncomfortable with, and like shared that uncomfortableness. Um. But I don't know. Everyone was great. Ginger was a sweetheart, and then at the end, I got a little closer to Nile because it was the final three. He was amazing. Kim Fields was a sweetheart. Everyone was very great.
5: How was Flutie in the dancing uh, game?
7: Flutie is very athletic for his age. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I was like, a whole football player, you know, he can probably still throw a football, but, yeah. no, he can still sprint. He can still dance. He There was one routine where he, like, had to sprint across the dance floor and then jump on the stage, and I was like, I, that's amazing.
2: Now, you mentioned Niall, and you got mm-hmm. close to him toward the end. You end up losing to him. Mm-hmm. When you got – toward the end there how much did you really want to win this thing or was it still just kind of for fun for you you know
7: i mean of course i still wanted to win it i mean i'm an athlete i'm a competitor i hate to lose but at the same time after i saw his first routine i was like he's taking it home like i i knew i was gonna do absolutely everything i could in my power to win the show but at the same time i don't mind losing to somebody like him because he's still an inspiration he's still doing things that nobody's ever done before and he's an amazing person. He did amazing on the show. Did it ever
5: piss you off in some episodes if you got, got beat <laughs> in a routine and you said, oh, they beat me, but
2: I could beat the shit out of them.
7: <laughs> you know, I had a few of those moments where I was like, yeah, but I can beat you up.
2: <laughs> so, recognition factor post Dancing with the Stars, has it gone up even more? Because you already very recognizable. Yeah,
7: it has. You know, I mean, outside of the fight world, I didn't feel like I had the huge biggest fan base because... I mean, I've only been exposed to MMA in the UFC as far as a fan base. And now being on Dancing with the Stars, it's been really neat to actually have a lot more women know who I am. Right. I mean, the UFC, there, there definitely is a lot of women fans, but it, the majority is men. I think I was looking on my Facebook and my biggest, like... Biggest fan base is men, ages twenty-five to forty, and that's like
2: just like us. Eighty-eight percent, eighty-eight of my fan base
7: is made up of that. So it was nice that I I actually get exposed to a new group of people that I I relate to as well.
5: Did it make it easier going to work? Because when you're, you're training for a fight, you're sparring, you're getting punched. Is it easier? Going to work knowing you aren't going to get punched or
7: kicked. <laughs> no, I mean I feel like I put the same amount of pressure on myself for both, just because I want to do the best that I can and I like to win. Yeah, you said. And, and when yeah. winning drives you, it's a huge motivation. But I mean, at the same time, you're not you're not getting punched and kicked yeah. right, at all.
5: Right. I mean, if I, think... I knew I was going to get punched or kicked coming to work. I would never show up.
2: No. <laughs> so. you're, you're figuratively getting punched and kicked. Often, like your ideas are getting shot down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, feel
7: like that can I feel like that can hurt too, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes,
2: that hurts his feelings a little bit. <laughs> um, the, tra- the, the training itself, like I like, I watch the show with my mom. Mm-hmm. And With I'm am- my mom. Yeah, with my mom. And, and <laughs> I'm amazed. Uh, I'm just amazed the amount of work you guys have to put into Oh, my into gosh. It. Like, people, it kind of blows my mind.
7: People don't realize. I didn't realize how much work it is. I was like, oh, I'm going to go in. I'm going to learn a dance routine. I'm going to come perform. Right. So, for the first half of the season, I was still training. I was full-time training MMA, saying, like, hey, I'm going to be on UFC, UFC 200, getting ready for a fight. And then, slowly, I was like, nope. I'm breaking down, I'm wearing down. So then I had to cut training out a little bit and really focus on Dancing with the Stars because that was the most prevalent in my life at the moment. it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But it was it was definitely a great experience.
5: How many phone calls have you got from uh, from fellow UFC fighters where they said, get me on that show. I want to <laughs> be on that.
7: You know, I actually haven't. But I know that there's a lot of UFC fighters that would be amazing on the show. So who? Who? Yeah, who who's really like? I would say, I mean, obviously, I want to, like, name my teammates. But Uriah Faber, his personality is amazing. He would, he, I don't California kid. I, I'll be completely honest. I've seen him dance and it's not pretty. Not not good. It's not pretty. But his personality would be great. And then the other one, Conor McGregor. I mean, he's got the personality for TV. He's got the personality for a show like that.
2: Plus, unlike Uriah, Connor would wear shoes, right? That's true. So Uriah... <laughs> he would
7: be willing to dance in something <laughs> other than flip flops, right? Exactly. <laughs> would Connor show up.
2: Though? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good <laughs> question. <not> show
7: up. <laughs> that's a very good
2: question. Now, are you, are you you're going to be at the fight this weekend? I am. I yeah, I'm yep. going to
7: support Uriah. And
2: obviously, you're going to support Uriah. Um, just overall, your thoughts on on 199 and and what's coming up? And... It's a
7: great, great card. I mean, as far as fight cards, I feel like this one has a almost a. Be- Better lineup than UFC 200. Just me being a fan. Right. It's got a lot of great fighters on it, so I'm excited. Luke's Luke is going to be a great fight. It's a change up an opponent, but it'll it'll be still be a great fight. And then yeah. I'm going for I'm going for Uriah.
5: When you're sitting watching an event, you're in the building and. And you know the feeling that the fighters are getting as they're walking towards the octagon. Are you jealous that they get to feel that right there? And, and the adrenaline's pumping, and you're like, oh, I, want,
7: I want to be walking. I do, it. I do, especially being out of it for so long. I was on Dancing with the Stars for three months, and it was a long three months. So it's going to fights like this. I was able to go to UFC 197 as well. And it's, I just miss it, and it makes you itch, and it like makes you, I mean, I feel like you get addicted to violence. <laughs> I love That's a good punching tagline people. For the UFC, I'm addicted I think. to violence. Yeah. Yeah.
5: After a fight because again the adrenaline must be going how long does it take to get to sleep? He must oh, not sleep and all that. No,
7: night. I mean of course the exhaustion from the full fight camp hits you, but at the same time you're either riding a high from winning or you're at your lowest from losing. Right. And both of those keep you up at night.
2: Yeah. Um when when are you going to fight again? When are we, when are we going to see you? Who that?
7: knows. We we're definitely already talking with the UFC. They've been in contact through all, all of dancing with the Spar- dancing with the stars. They've been very supportive, so Stay tuned. We're we're in the talking process right now.
2: When well, you but you mentioned like 200, I think for a lot of people 200 it's a good car, but maybe yeah, I you would add UFC a little 200. more. I wanted right. it so bad. I yeah. wanted it very
7: bad, but I I had to be honest with myself that I haven't been training enough to right. take UFC 200. That was one I I wanted so badly, but unfortunately I had to make that decision for myself and tell people I wasn't going to be prepared for that. And now I'm just getting back, and I want to be 100% focused on a fight before I take another one. Okay, and when's the next time you go dancing? Next time, I think I'm done dancing for a little (laughs) while. That's it for a while. I'm taking taking a little bit of a break from that. My feet hurt from dancing in heels. So, I don't know. Next time I am in the club, maybe I'll have a few moves to show everyone.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. That sounds pretty good. Uh, Paige, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Great to have you here. And uh, now's the awkward time where we just say goodbye, but sit here in the same spot.
4: Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast.
2: Paige Van Zandt. Boy, she was so nice, sweet, uh, beautiful, stunning.
5: And uh, Engineer Jim, our award-winning engineer, revealed to us uh, while we were discussing things, you worked on Gorillas in the Mist?
3: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I worked on that movie, the, the score for it, yeah. Wow. With Maurice Jarre.
2: Yes. Diane Fossey in the room. No, she's dead. She got killed. Yeah, she
3: wasn't there. Yeah. Gorillas in the mist. So when you're scoring
5: it, you're watching- And when we were
3: working on it, we used to call it Gorillas Be Pissed.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So when you're you're scoring a movie, you're watching the film. You're trying to line everything up.
3: Yeah. uh, It's a great experience. I mean, obviously, Maurice composed a- the music, so you know, he spotted all the stuff with the director, and uh, and then by the time you know it comes to us, we're on a big stage, yep, like the size of like an airplane hangar, huge, mm-hmm. eighty-piece mm-hmm. orchestra, you know the. Big screen there and as the Oh that's so cool. Oh, it's awesome. The lights dim, and, and is the, the director starts playing. the
5: director sitting in there saying, Okay, this this sounds good? or no, yes. no, 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 Yeah, something yeah, over. he is. He, wow, he, that's he, he's sitting
3: at the board doing it. Yeah. It was it was a great experience. And for that score, we had like all these log drums and stuff. Really cool stuff, like huge logs, eight, ten feet long, hollowed out, and uh they would they would cut like pieces of the log, so the log it'd be like hollowed, and then there'd be like this piece of wood that they would cut almost like louvers into, and the guys would hit them with mallets, and of course you know the things would just be like these low, kind of mm. sound. It was great. It was mm. great. Mm. All sorts of uh, interesting percussion instruments. We need to sit in on one of those. Oh, you, amazing. Amazing. You've done a
2: few movies, correct? Like, yeah. We talked about. Star Trek? Did yeah, know? I
3: did yeah. Star Trek Four, uh, Fatal Attraction, Crazy, uh, Attraction. Cocktail, Cocktail, uh, Heat
2: Cruise, Heat. Uh, yeah,
3: wow. Grumpier Old Men. Oh,
2: one of the
5: classics. A uh,
3: lot of a lot of movies.
5: Grumpier Old Men. If that is on on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, you have to stop at that.
3: Yeah, it's good stuff.
5: Yeah. Oh. I laugh at those
3: guys.
2: We've got a minute before we get to Schrager. Very quickly, I'm going to start to get through these uh, emails you've sent us. We'll get through a few and then we'll go to Schrager. Um, very quickly, this one from Jordan Harlem Knights. Sorry, <laughs> Harlem <laughs> Knights with uh, Eddie and Richard. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: it was cool in, in Herbie Hancock. Uh, did
2: he do the score Yeah, for he that? did the score. No way. Great. Do, 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 we did do, it, all do, do, those do, do, jazz do. bands,
3: all that period music. Oh, it was amazing.
2: So, Herbie, what was he like? Uh, great. Yeah. He was
3: just the best. Man, yeah. he's had
2: an amazing career. Yeah. Um, okay, very quickly. like so, just sorry, like man. Uh, jo- from Jordan, KFC in the Brass Rail. Sup, bods? Two things. My great-grandmother ran into the colonel at the grand opening of the Paris-Ontario KFC. As he was coming out of the ladies' washroom or restroom, she said, Hey, that's for women. He replied, Oh, yeah? So is this. And grabbed his crotch. Classic Colonel. I don't think that story really happened.
5: No, no chance that happened. I
2: don't think he did that.
5: At the grand opening of a restaurant of his, he does this.
2: Uh, And then he says, Also, you guys need to mention that fiver divers are strongly frowned upon at the brass rail. The music was shut off and the DJ screamed, "We don't do that here." As I climbed up to the stage, which is five feet high,
5: what are fiver divers?
2: I don't know. I guess you go up to the five-foot stage and dive off. I... <laughs> I've never heard of that term, fiver <laughs> divers. So he was. be I mean, a, a, yeah. yeah, a good name for a band. Yeah, uh, yeah, good name for a band. That's from Jordan. So Jordan, I think you're full of <laughs> But we really appreciate <laughs> you um, listening.
5: By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Casper. It's an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink, just the right bounce. I needed that with the Jimmy Legs last night. Plus, it's breathable design. Sleep's cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. Time Magazine, named it one of the best innovations of 2015. In fact, it's now the most <laughs> awarded mattress of the decade. Other mattresses can cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost just $500 for a twin, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, $950 for a king. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up, refund you everything. This is the best part. the offer They offer free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada and they're made in America. You get 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash JD, the letter J, the letter D, and using code JD at checkout. So, Casper.com slash JD, you can finally
2: have a good night's sleep. I love it. That's a good slogan. I'll say this uh, that was a, a good promo read, but uh, I kind t- of. T Mobile. But- your gap this
4: <laughs>
2: it fails in comparison to young peter schreger's dr carver shave butter read that he does every week mm. on the peter schreger podcast man he kills that tregs you kill that
0: i kill it what's up boys how we doing
2: The acting, I saw you in a sketch on the Garbage Times uh, last night. It was about uh, something about being a football addict. You are a very underrated comic actor, Peter Schrager. Yes. The lines you delivered. Three
0: years at uh, Second City in Chicago, two years at UCB in New York, um,
2: Juilliard. Juilliard for a couple years.
0: <laughs> I did the whole SNL thing. I was on Mad TV, and now I kind of just uh, you know jump in when they need me.
2: You're really, really good. Uh, you have, this is very exciting. This week you have uh, you have a podcast about the CFL. It's coming out Friday. Tell us about the Shregs and tell us why you decided to do it.
0: It generated from this very podcast with you guys last week. We were joking around. You said you should have this guy on to talk about CFL because there's no NFL going on. And I got in touch with this Gary Lawless. His schedule did not work out. So today, you pass along a young man, Marshall Ferguson from TSN. He's the beat reporter for the Hamilton Tie cast, which I guess is short for the Tiger cast. He's
2: the Marshall play-by-play I... guy. Play-by-play guy for the radio side. Guy. Yes.
0: Whatever it is. I picture all you Canadian journalists. You do like seven things: you hold the microphone, oh, you hold the
2: camera. <laughs> You're absolutely right about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. So. I had him on, and we literally did a 30-minute 101 crash book. How many teams in the league? The answer, nine. How many divisions? <laughs> the answer, two. Five are in one, four is in the other. There's there's a football field, but it's 110 yards, I believe. There's three downs, And, well, that's really about all I need that's to it. know. That's it.
2: That's all you need to know about the CFL right there. And I told you, it. I was shocked – I just discovered Vernon Adams, is Oregon Ducks quarterback, uh, was at Eastern Washington, then went to Oregon last year. He's with the Alouettes now, Shrakes. I'm telling you, that guy's going to be a star up there. Perfect style of game for that for that league.
0: Yeah, you know, he was drafted by the BC Lions. That's it, uh, yeah. They traded him for a first-round pick the rights to him, so now he goes to Montreal. According to Marshall Ferguson, who, guys, is a heck of a kid. I like this guy. 25 years old. He was great.
1: Hard He worker. was telling
0: me. He was telling me that Montreal's quarterback situation is an absolute mess right now. There's about seven guys who can play it, so Vernon Adams might win that job.
2: God, that would be great.
0: Peter Schreger,
5: your your view of the CFL, has it changed? Do you, you want to know more about the league? Do you want to watch some
0: games this year? Yeah, I'm jumping on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I like what they did this offseason. They spent a lot of money in free agency. <laughs> they went They went for it. They're going for it, Dan. So I like it. Now, it is kind of quaint. It's kind of cute, it's kind of like you Canadian guys. It's like, sweet, and everyone's nice, and all the teams are going to get a sportsmanship trophy at the end. <laughs> uh, one of the lines that I said to Marshall, and you guys tell me, I watched enough Raptors playoff games. I said, I think there's like four major sports in Canada. You've got your hockey. You've got your Blue Jays baseball. Yep. You've got uh, the NHL. And then the fourth sport is being a schmuck standing outside that stupid stadium watching on the
2: big screen like an idiot all day long. in Jurassic Park.
0: That's it. I don't think these Raptor fans actually go in the arena. They just sit outside and scream at a big board outside in freezing cold weather. That's all I saw. Hey, the they experience. want to be part of the
2: experience. Come on. But
0: that's all they showed on ESPN were these maniacs, thousands of them standing outside the stadium while their team's losing by 20. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, and and like that all happened by, I mean, they meant to do that Maple Leaf Square, but the concept of everyone gathering there and watching the game outside like that almost like happened by accident. It's yeah. actually kind of a cool thing, I think.
0: It, but, it felt like a music festival.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. I mean, Shregs, the, when the Bills did those those annual games in Toronto, the atmosphere was so dead because you can't tailgate in Canada. There's so everyone was too sober in, in that in that building. Plus, n- no one really liked
5: and no, the no Bills. one's a hardcore Bills fan. Yeah. So you had people cheering for the Bills. You had people cheering for the opposing team. Uh, they're, they're, it was not good. It no, was not a good environment. B-
2: bad atmosphere. Whereas uh, the Raptor games, everyone's uh, on board. I mean, you you brought, yeah. right. It's the same with the Jays. I mean, everyone cheers for the Jays because that's Canada's. Lone baseball team. Uh, but um, at the CFL, to be honest, I worry about it a little bit. Like, I, like Why? They, Why? Because the young generation, unless you're in Saskatchewan, unless you're in some of the strongholds of the league, Saskatchewan, uh, Edmonton, Calgary, uh, like Toronto, for example, the younger generation, I, they're not watching the CFL like the older generation, or like my generation did. Um, well, I'll
0: tell you something. I'll, I'll give you something from the NFL here, Dave quarterbacks matter. And when I asked uh, young Marshall Ferguson who are the best quarterbacks, he started naming all these American college quarterbacks. He said, okay, who are the Canadian quarterbacks? And he said, that's not really a position where they have Canadians play it in the CFL. Well, that's a problem because if every if every, uh, you know, every hockey player in America was Russian, you're still going to want to root for an American if he gets in there.
2: No, nah, it's not. I mean, I understand why you would think that, but that's not really the case because they've never been Canadian. The quarterbacks have never been Canadian unless you go back to, like, God who's who's Ottawa's Anthony
0: legendary. Anthony Cavaleo. Calveo. Yeah, Calvio,
2: yeah, Calvio <laughs> from California. No, like, like they're, they've never been Canadian, so it doesn't – Russ Jackson, that's the guy I was trying to think of. Like, they're never – the quarterbacks are never Canadian. It, that doesn't matter. I think it's more – um, well, he- it, it's just got to be exciting, you know. That's why I'm excited about Vern Adams because I just think a player like that is so perfect for for that league.
5: Pete, here's the what problem. About- the, here's the problem the CFL has. Jay mentioned the the younger fan base is not interested. It's because of Canada's inferiority complex. We worked in the TSN newsroom, and we had people saying, "Nah, I don't watch CFL. No. I only watch
2: NFL."
4: Yeah,
5: like it's like. Y- y- they frowned upon a league that was played in their own country because it wasn't cool.
2: Right. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, that would bother me. Yeah, no, it, it was an. It, I found it annoying because it was like, it's too serious. Like, first of all, don't compare the two leagues. No, you can't. You can And then just, go, just enjoy the CFL for what it is. Go to the games, get loaded, and have fun with your buddies. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to overthink it. You don't have to be like, oh, I can't believe I'm spending my time watching this. It's like, it's great. They're athletes. They're. Out there working hard for fifty-two thousand dollars a year, uh, go and cheer
0: them on and get loaded. <laughs> I have a question for you: Are there fantasy leagues for the CFL? I'll play in one. I'll, oh, I'll, there I'll is. In
2: that. Yeah, yeah. TSN.ca TSN. TSN runs one. Yeah,
0: TSN.ca. TSN. I'll, I'll bit my
5: I'll bit my toes in that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, be careful uh, what you wish for, um, because if people don't like the CFL and it went away, they would say. Man, I, I wish it embraced it a bit more.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. Well I-
0: look, this is this is the Montreal Expos. No one showed up to the games and yep. then they go to Washington and now all of a sudden it's some nostalgic cool thing. Well, you guys didn't go to the games,
2: what do you want? You know, you actually bring up a good point there, though that stadium was sorta of- In bad shape toward the
5: end. So, Shregs, this is your downtime. You've got the CFL podcast out of the way. What do you, you, you're going on vacation? You're coming out to see us? Right now,
2: right
0: now, I'm in the Hamptons. How about that?
2: What? What (laughs) What are you, you're with a barefoot contessa? (laughs) Yeah, I'm with the Countess Luann from Real
4: Housewives. (laughs) What are you
0: doing? I'm with Bethany Frankel drinking some skinny teenies.
5: (laughs) There is money, and then there's Hamptons' money. It's a whole other world. Yeah, I've got
0: it, baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, no, we're renting house for the weekend. A bunch of my college friends and I all, now, I don't have kids. They all have kids. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting mix. But let's oh, just say we've got a uh, we've got a house full of beer, booze, and uh, we're ready to go.
5: Oh, Shrags, you're in for trouble because Jay and I can both attest, if you have kids and you get to get away for the weekend, it's a disaster. The,
2: those guys <laughs> yeah, have kids. Yeah, you, you go nuts. Yes. No, wait, <laughs> are the kids there in the house?
0: They are, but I thought they were on the no. Oh. No, at like seven o'clock, I plan on putting them all in a
2: cage and locking the door. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Put them in a cage with a gorilla. See how that goes.
6: That's it.
0: That's it. I love you, baby. What the yell? What the lady yell? Yell something at her kid, like goodbye. <laughs> oh, it's been fun. You had a good oh, run. It's been a good run. It was a fun four years. <laughs> Peter Schrager, we be about that. Wait, where do you stand on that, Jay and Dan? I want. We, we it. already like uh, We just we, we, we played we a Mike Francesca
5: Francesca clip on it.
2: We we actually played yeah. the Francesca clip where he's like, "I can't believe that this is even being discussed. It's a it's a human being and a gorilla." And I a hundred percent agree with yes. him. That. I agree. What's with
6: that. wrong with you people? You're
0: listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. What Francesca said and what he's right is that that rare breed of gorilla. Can squash a coconut by just touching it. So you've got a baby skull there.
6: I want that. I want that gorilla
2: dead. Yeah, yeah. The, the gorilla has to die. Here, let's let's play Francesca one more time because Peter just loves him. Can
6: you imagine if that was your child in there? You're going to have people who are going to say, "Wait a second, I'm worried about the gorilla." <laughs> when your kid's in there, basically, maybe seconds from having his head crushed. We live in a world now where you are going to be more concerned with the gorilla than you are the little boy. How, where, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> about he fell into a, that's part area about it. where he's that's in there with a... That's uh, part
0: of it. O-R-R-I-L-L-E-R. Oh. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Curler. God, that guy. I love him.
5: Schrager, enjoy the Hamptons, buddy. And uh, we're going to send everyone to visit your podcast that comes out on Friday.
4: Peter. Pete. Hey, Pete.
5: Okay, we lost. it. Well, perfect time. Oh, that was that worked out good. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Check out Peter Schrager podcast. Uh, the the CFL one comes out Friday uh, with Marshall Ferguson. So make sure you uh, check that out and subscribe to the podcast. Pete has had he's been on an incredible run lately with some great execs, including last week he had Howie Roseman, the GM of the Philadelphia Eagles. Fascinating story. Um, so yeah, if you love football, period, CFL or NFL. Subscribe to Pete's podcast,
5: and uh, he reads promos like a champ.
2: Oh man, this Dr. Carver shave butter, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Dollar Shave Club, because uh, the, the guy who started Dollar Shave Club, he's brought it up. It's like his frat buddy. Yeah, so, that's right. So and so you tight. can
5: you can follow Peter on Twitter at P. pshregs p s c h uh, r a g s. We have time for our uh, our Punjabi radio call on the uh, the Benino goal. Uh, I haven't heard this yet. Okay, sure. I like it. All right. And and that guy used to work in the TSN newsroom.
2: Yeah, uh, Harn Ryan Singh. Really nice guy. Amazingly nice guy. And now he's, uh, he's a big star for Hockey Night in Canada. So very proud of him. That was cool. Benino apparently loved it too. They had a picture of uh, the two guys in the booth with Benino and I think his wife. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, apparently loved it. Uh, very quickly, I just want to tear through a few of these. Uh, we got to tear through these tools, some of these emails. David Bassi. Uh, we miss you guys. Our sports coverage hasn't been the same. Jay, do you still have your Gina Retta mug? <laughs> in fact, we have it on our set on the new show, Fox Sports Live, with Jay and Dan. I have
5: my coffee in it every morning.
2: Cameron Foster. Since the Memorial Cup has been going on for a while now, I think it's over now I was interested in knowing what junior hockey teams you guys supported the most which Canadian cities have the best chance to have a CHL team in the future wow that's a tough one. First of all you probably supported the Peterborough Pets. hell yeah I supported the Pete's I was uh I didn't grow up near a near a, a town with a junior hockey team but now my folks live in Kelowna and so they have Kelowna Rockets season tickets and I think I told Told everybody I embarrassed my parents when I was uh, <laughs> was being very loud and cheering their Rockets on last Christmas. So now I cheer for the Kelowna Rockets. Who else could get a, a junior team? Timmins, Ontario. Does Grand Prairie have a team?
5: Grand Prairie has a uh, H-A. HHL team,
2: the Grand Prairie Storm. Okay, but there, there's always been talk that they could get a dub team.
5: Fort McMurray was always in uh, the mix too, but they would have to fly teams up there. That was the problem because of the travel. Fort McMurray was going to build a rank for a WHL team have, or an AHL. They were trying to get either.
2: But you have a team in Prince George, and then you have a team in Grand Prairie, and you have a team in Fort Mac. Like, couldn't you start to make that a road trip, kind of?
5: That dub road trip, though, those oh, are they're road they're trips long. from hell when yeah. you compare them to the OHL road trips no, where they can – every road trip's maybe one or two
2: hours. It's true. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, okay, let's just rip a couple – oh, one more here. This one, Tulsi Scott Tindall. Bill Burr is the subject. I was curious if you ever reached out to Bill Burr to get him on the podcast. I know you mentioned it briefly a while back when he was carving Jay about looking like Joe Friday, but haven't heard any mention of it since. I haven't emailed him because I know how much he hates people. Plus, I thought I could use my I'm from Peterborough card for a little extra pull with Dan to solicit a reply to my email. Oh, so he is from Peterborough. We haven't haven't tried to get Bill on the show. We haven't.
5: He is friends with Schrager, but yeah. we don't like to take advantage of our friendships because Schrager's had him in, on his podcast, but yeah. maybe it'll uh, fluidly happen at some point. Yeah. We would love to have Bill Burr. He did uh, hear about that clip, and he felt bad. He, yes, said, he, did. he He went on Colin Coward's show, and he felt bad about saying that.
2: Yeah, He, did. he <laughs> goes, oh no, they saw that or heard it? <laughs> People are hearing things I'm saying?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Alright, great. I think that's the podcast.
5: Uh, We'd have to do uh, one six degrees of Engineer Jim.
2: Okay, let's do it. I don't see any of of them on here. I I didn't put any this time. Because we figured we probably wouldn't have uh, any time for it. Do you have one uh, off the top of your head, Toolsy, that you'd like to maybe uh, ask away? I
5: asked it last week, my uh, George Harrison, because I'm still deeply obsessed with that uh, right now. Okay, I have one. uh, Oh, oh, no, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to
3: say you guys were talking about Duran Duran. Yeah, uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, that's nice all right. Taking up the face, Duran Duran. I have one, so the answer would be yes. Uh, oh, it's coming! It's I coming. Uh, actually worked on Andy Taylor's solo album, uh, Thunder. Andy Taylor was oh, okay. the guitar player in Duran Duran. So- Did he sing on the album? Um, was it
7: instrumental?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, he, he he wound up uh, collaborating a lot, actually, with uh, Rod Stewart, and wound up playing on Rod's album, uh, uh, the which I also worked on. Out of Order. Really? Yeah. You worked
2: on that? Yeah. Dude. Lost
3: in You and all that. That's yeah. a pretty uh, big, a big album. Yeah. 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 Wait, so can we do Rod Stewart? And it was hilarious because, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll never forget, um, um, my wife, her sister came out to visit us, and and uh, they're, they're in the front lobby of the studio, and I come out of the studio, and there's Rod sitting there with the two of them, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, f- here we go, you know, and he's like, oh, ladies, you know, and of course, oh, yeah. you know, they're like, man, Rod Stewart. And I they think like, they thought you know. My wife was like, "You're out. Yeah, I'm getting totally. laid tonight." Yeah, you know, Rod. Rod the what was yeah. Rod
2: like? Was he a good dude?
5: Yeah,
3: yeah, really funny guy, great guy. Rod, just unbelievable, has, unbelievably talented. He has yeah. a residency
5: yeah. in Vegas. Duran Duran, do they still tour?
2: Yeah, they yeah. do. Actually, in they fact, do. I think, they but have not
3: a Andy's out. not in the band. I think it's uh, Warren Cucurillo or something. He, the guy from Missing Persons. Wow. Is, yeah, has okay. been the guitar player in Duran uh, Duran for a long time.
2: Wasn't now. Andy in uh, Power Station? Weren't the yes. Taylors in Power yes. Station? Yeah. Hmm.
3: And this was just after Power Station. Gotcha. This yeah, that was, was a just a cool record. The, yeah, it was Station awesome. Record. I mean, that's kind of how it kind of came about. Tony Thompson was working on it, right. and then they got Tony Brock to play on it, and Bernard Edwards was producing some of it, and he came out and played. Which, Bernard Edwards, Tony Thompson, Andy Taylor, and, uh, you know, it was essentially Power Station.
2: What, like, a guy like Andy Taylor, he's had success with Duran Duran, is he humble, is he nice, is he kind of a d-? is he, what what's Andy Taylor like in the studio? He,
3: point? he was a rock star at yeah. that time, yeah. <laughs> Good answer. That's yeah. a great That's very he a political.
2: He's a rock star.
3: But yeah, he was all right to me, but he was definitely a rock star. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Good answer, Jim. He is our
5: award-winning engineer, Engineer Jim. You can follow him on Twitter at Engineer Jim, on Engineer underscore Jim. Uh, we thank- next,
2: next week, I want to get more into Rod Stewart.
5: And next, speaking yeah. of next week... Great. Fort McMurray will be represented we're oh, gonna yeah. have Chris Phillips recently retired Ottawa Senator Chris Phillips on the podcast very cool and speaking of Fort McMurray we uh, our thoughts are still with everyone there. They're finally allowed back into the city a month later they just started returning home yesterday so uh hopefully uh you get to while well, you get things back in order you can listen to this podcast and it can take your mind off things and uh look forward to uh chris phillips next week so Paige van Zant, we thank him we thank peter schrager we thank rich who we finally has his uh twitter handle he was working the camera and he's uh oversees all the podcasts rich underscore cook ben teller was on the sounds at ben teller as it sounds it's exactly that way
2: ben common spelling
5: you sure Speller.
0: cute kid there
5: we go i think we uh we uh oh, was we, a great st- one. we scrammed oh, a lot of and make sure you listen to the daily Fox Sports Live podcast. Yes. It's our TV show in audio form, but we, uh, we have a lot of fun at the beginning. We do our own little podcast for that and at the end.
2: Yeah. If you haven't listened to that one for a while, we take quite a bit of time at the beginning and a little time at the end and just sort of f- around like we do on this podcast. So if you're like, I like what's happening here, give that another go. If you tried it at first, you're like, I'm not sure if that was for me, give it another go because it's definitely more us now.
4: Hey, Would y'all look at <laughs> <laughs> that? My favorite one. Excuse me,
5: b- <laughs> All right, so have a great week. We'll talk hey, to hey, you hey, next Sunday. You. I I talk to you next week.
2: Day. Bye. Bye.